Welcome to Facts Roundtable, a podcast dedicated to navigating life with food allergies across the lifespan. Presented in a welcoming format with interviews and open discussions, each episode will explore a specific topic, leaving you with the facts to know or use. Information presented via this podcast is educational and not intended to provide individual medical advice. Please consult with your personal board-certified allergist or healthcare providers for advice specific to your situation. Hi, everyone. I'm Caroline Mawasasi, and I am your host for the FACT Roundtable podcast. I am a food allergy parent, advocate, and the founder of the Grateful Foodie blog, and I am FACT's Vice President of Community Relations. Before we start today, I just want to take a moment and thank the National Peanut Board for their kind sponsorship of today's show and for all of their support over the years. Today's podcast is very special as we honor and celebrate Food Allergy Awareness Month with a new Facts Roundtable podcast short. This podcast is a short look into the many ways we live our teal way of life. Emery, you are Facts Director of Behavioral Health, a nationally certified school psychologist who holds a master's and an educational specialist degree in school psychology, But you're also a young married woman who is dated, which makes you somewhat of a dating expert. So in your teal way of life, how did you approach dating? You're married now, but back in the day, when did you tell a date or a potential date about your food allergies? Was it after they asked you out or if you asked them out or did you wait for a few dates in? Just how did you handle sharing about your food allergies? I love that. And I also like to think of myself as the dating expert now that I'm married. Absolutely. I think that's a great question for all teens and young adults and perhaps even older adults with food allergies that might be on the dating scene to think about. I remember my parents telling me that it was something that I really had to make sure that a potential date knew when I was young. But when I became older, I decided to handle it in a way that I felt most comfortable with. And I think for a lot of people, this is something that can induce anxiety because dating is nerve-wracking enough and then add in an extra layer that people with food allergies have to add in to ensure their safety while they're dating is really, really important. So for me, I would say I always did it as early as possible, but in the most natural way. So that can sometimes be difficult to marry together because if you want to say it early, how can you ensure that it's natural? And you can ensure that it's natural in a couple ways. The first way would be a lot of the times a first date might involve food. So you could say something as easily as, I'd prefer to say go to the arcade for our first date. I have a lot of food allergies and eating out can be difficult. And that first conversation, it can kind of be a little bit more casual. Or when you're dating somebody for the first time and you're getting to know them, a lot of the times you talk about favorite snacks or favorite dinners. And you might say something like, enjoy life chocolate chip cookies are my favorite because they're free of the top eight allergens. I actually have a lot of food allergies, exclamation point, you know, if you're texting back and forth. So there are a lot of ways that you can naturally add in your food allergies without making it a big deal. And of course, we know that dating with food allergies and having a food allergy is a big deal, but it's part of your life. And we've talked about in the past how Food allergies shouldn't be your only identity, but it certainly is a part of your identity. It's part of what makes you who you are. A lot of us that have food allergies, advocacy is 
a part of our everyday life and something that a lot of us might end up becoming proud of. And I know I certainly am. So I always brought it up at the beginning. And I believe that that's actually exactly how I did it with my now husband too. Over text, we were talking about our favorite snacks and I casually mentioned that I had food allergies. When we were a couple dates in and we were going to a restaurant and eating together for the first time because I did purposely make sure the first couple dates we had didn't involve food. Our first date, we went strawberry picking. Obviously, if you're allergic to strawberries, you're not going to be able to do that. But, you know, in general, we went strawberry picking. Our second date, we went to an amusement park. And our third date, we went to the arcade. So none of those dates involve food. On our fourth date, we did go to a restaurant and I made sure to outline my allergies a little bit more intensely, talking a little bit more in depth about how they've affected my life and the fact that they can be life-threatening. But in general, I let it build to that. By the fourth date, my now husband really was caring about me a lot more than just this surface level, hey, let's get to know each other. So of course, he was going to take the fact that I had food allergies a little bit more seriously as well. On this fourth date, when you chose the restaurant, did you offer a suggestion for the restaurant? How did you discuss choosing that actual restaurant? Great question. I did suggest the restaurant. And I think that's really important to do as well, to take a little bit of ownership of that. There's also, you could casually say, hey, I have this restaurant, this restaurant, this restaurant that are safe and follow up by saying, just in case you're looking for ideas, because I know, of course, in the modern world, the woman can make the first move, the man can make the first move, that certainly doesn't matter. I know my husband and I met on a dating app and I was the first one to message him. So girl power all the way. There's also something to be said if you're a female listening, to be pursued and have sometimes the man maybe take some of the initiative for the ideas. But I think in this sense, if you can give a couple options in case you are dating somebody that wants to treat you and wants to plan for you, or if you're somebody that likes somebody else to plan for you, that's a really great way to give a myriad of options and explain this is what's safe. Or on the flip side, if you have maybe a small amount of allergies or you're just allergic to one thing, you could say, I can eat anywhere besides a Chinese restaurant or something like that if perhaps that is something that's unsafe for you. So I think that those are all great ways to go into it. And I know something that might be on the mind of a lot of our listeners too is I did text my husband that if he were to order my, well, he was my boyfriend at the time, but my now husband, that if he were to eat anything that I was allergic to, we wouldn't be able to kiss. And I know that everybody might be thinking, isn't that a little uncomfortable because you're presuming that he's going to want to kiss you? But at the same time, yes, I was presuming that he wanted to kiss me because I knew that I wanted to kiss him. And again, it was something that I made casual, but certain that he understood. And in the typical progression of dating, no, you wouldn't have to say that. But we're taking from the perspective that we're not like typical daters. I actually have had a reaction kissing someone before that had a milkshake. From then on, I really took it a lot more seriously because if someone's the right person, they're going to react great to that and they're going to do everything that they can do to make sure that you're safe and that you're comfortable. This is wonderful. So one quick question. How did you specifically tell your date? So you gave us some information you were texting, but do you have like an Emory system? I love that. Absolutely. I do think that everything's a little bit easier in our modern world of technology because you can plan it out, you can type, you can erase, and then you can type again. So I think the three most important steps when you're going to dating are number one, 
bring up your food allergies early and casually. Number two, make sure your first couple dates don't have to be around food. And number three, make sure you add in that if you're planning to kiss them, they can't eat your allergies. And make it a joke. Make it lighthearted. And I don't mean to downplay the seriousness of food allergies because we all certainly know that food allergies are serious. They require management. They require care and planning. But our partners don't know that yet. So we have to be the ones to educate them, but not in a way that's going to scare them. Think about the same way that we were educated. We were educated slowly. We might have been educated by games or maybe going to camp like Camp Tag. And we had a lot of fun while we were being educated. So when you're talking to a new dating partner or boyfriend or girlfriend, it's important that you can remember that education doesn't have to be 100% serious. It can be a little fun too. It can be lighthearted because that's how they're gonna understand. And once they continue to develop that care for you and you develop the care for them, you can get a little bit deeper into maybe how it's affected you psychologically or how it affects your day to day. But when you're coming to the beginning of dating, you're thinking, how can I be safe in this moment? And how can I be safe if I wanna continue to date them? But at the beginning, we can be lighthearted, we can be firm, and we can take action steps We can take action on our own to ensure that safety while having fun. This has been fantastic, Emery. So before we sign off, is there any words of wisdom you would like to share with listeners? I'd just like to finish by saying, if someone isn't responsive to any of those texts or calls or FaceTimes or even in-person chats that you have about your food allergies, remember that there's going to be another person that is going to receive that well. So I think it's important when you have food allergies, to know that it's quite possible to find someone that's going to take your food allergies seriously and is going to run alongside you in that journey. My husband's given up all of my allergens to ensure that we can have a safe life together. My sister who has food allergies, her husband has given up all her allergens to ensure that they can have a safe life together. And we're not the only ones that miraculously found partners like that. Everybody can find a partner like that too. So don't settle for someone that either makes light of your food allergies or doesn't take them seriously. Beautiful. Emery, thank you for sharing your teal way of life with us and have a wonderful day. Thank you, Caroline. Before we say goodbye today, I want to invite everyone to join FACT and the FACT family in celebrating and honoring Food Allergy Awareness Month. So please head on over to foodallergyawareness.org Look for the education tab, and once you're in there, scroll down and look for Food Allergy Awareness Initiatives. It's a special hub, and in there, you are going to find all these wonderful activities and posters to download. You're going to find wonderful artwork that you can share on social media. You're even going to discover the Food Allergy Awareness Week Proclamation Kit. So please go out there and raise your biggest voice, raise food allergy awareness, have fun in big ways and little ways and any ways that suit you. And please make sure that you tag us in your social media posts. Just use hashtag our teal way of life and have a good time. And we all look forward to seeing your social media posts and hearing about all the wonderful things that you're going to do and celebrate this month. Before we say goodbye, I just want to take a moment to say thank you once again to the National Peanut Board for sponsoring today's highly informative show. Thank you for listening to FACTS Roundtable Podcast. 
Stay tuned for future episodes coming soon. Please subscribe, leave a review, and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Have a great day and always be kind to one another.